This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 246, brought to you by this discount comic book service and iFanboy listeners like you. Been beat up and battered round. Been sent up and I've been shot down. You're the best thing that I've ever found. Handle me with care. Reputation's changeable. Situation's tolerable Baby, you're adorable Handle me with care Hello and 
welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast episode 246. My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I am here with Ron Richards. Hello, Connor. And Josh Flanagan. Hey there, man. How you doing? And we are here, like, together, all together. in one room. We're actually, we're all sitting on each other's laps. That's Which really kind of... awkward for the guy at yeah. the bottom. It's hot, me. too. The bottom. <gasps> Josh. Josh is the bottom. <laughs> Always. At iFanboy.com, we like comics. We read comics every week. We read a bunch of comics. One of us picks the best one. It writes about the website. We talk about it on the podcast, with, along with other books of the week, other topics of interest, all kinds of fun stuff. I'm going to warn you before we get into it uh, that we're going to talk about the books that ha- came out this week. And so we might spoil some things. So if you haven't read your books, press pause, come back, listen later, or just be warned that there will be spoilers. And uh, this week, Josh had the pick. Found the mistake. Wow, there's two, two mistakes, mistakes in a row. In a row. So. No spoiler warning and the wrong guy. Two, two guys were out having fun at the movies last night. I'm at home working. Hey, man. Not hard, obviously. Step Up 3D needed to be done. Yeah. In what way? It was awesome. In every way. Uh, in every possible way. Pick of the week this week is Avengers Prime number two. Uh, you may remember that Avengers Prime number one was also pick of the week. You really like the series. I, I do. I don't blame you at all. I love Alan Davis. Yeah, I, I, I it's just better. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he was the ongoing Avengers artist? Nothing I'm against not, Ramita. I love Ramita. I'm talking about Alan Davis. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Brian Bendis. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Better. I, no. I'm really. I'm not all that interested in in the Avengers books right now. Yeah. I, I wanted to be. I'm more interested in the artist than anything else. I like. You know. I like the Stuart Eminem art. I like. Yeah. I like that stuff. But I, I really haven't been enjoying the other ones, and I dropped off most of them. Um, I I like that this is stripped down to its prime elements, if you will. <laughs> um, I read this last. I didn't expect it to be pick of the week again. I thought the last one would be a fluke. It's a second. It's a second one. Um, and I read some good books this week, but I wasn't, I wasn't, no, nothing that really made me say, what? Well, that's it, you know, and then, so I read this one last, and I was just like, that was good again in the same way. In fact, I think this is actually better than the last issue, uh, and I, I liked it because it was so basic. If you go over to, um, I don't even know which Avengers book is which anymore. I think Avengers Avengers is the Ramita one, right? Yes. yes. They should totally do a book called Avengers Avengers. <laughs> By Dan Slott. Uh, Avengers, in Avengers... Like, you've got way a lot of characters. And yeah. as we know, the only person who can handle 19 characters in a team book is Jeff Johns. Right. Um, <laughs> and make it somehow work, launch Oh, do you remember JSA? Yeah, good oh. times. Uh, but in this one, it's stripped down to Steve Rogers, Thor, and Tony Stark, and they are and all the- abandoned in Asgard, or the Nine Realms of Asgard somewhere, and, and they don't see each other. They're just They're on separated. their own doing yeah. things. And so it's stripped down these characters to their very basic elements, and... Because it's just the three of them, he's got time to really mess with them. And I realize that what this is is just a character study of these three guys. Yep. Um, and I really found myself enjoying it more and more. I like the take. A lot of people complained about the take on Tony Stark. I liked yeah. it. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Because it was the great. fact is, everybody's seeing in their head, they're seeing Robert Downey Jr., I think. Yes. Yeah. And yep. what you, in, in the Marvel Universe version of him right now, the dude has been through some shit. Yep. If you think about it, he was at the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He got knocked all the way down to nothing. He's been beaten up. His yep. company's gone. He wiped his own mind. He came back. He found out about all the stuff that he'd done that he didn't necessarily agree with. And he's in his old armor. He doesn't have his mojo. Yeah. yeah. And and all he has, like, he's, he's surrounded by giants. Trolls. Trolls. The trolls. His armor's dead. And I like, yeah. I like you pointing out that basically amongst the three of them, he's the least competent. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. He's yeah. Without, his, without his armor. And that's he why he's the one getting tortured. And he loses his swagger. And he, you know, like, he, he's kind of... You know, Steve Rogers, hero's a hero is a hero. I like how, how quickly he gets chainmail, a shield, yep. you know. There was that one panel where the shadow made the mask and he had the star on his chest, yep. which was the broken, the sword. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's cool. And then the other side of it is they're really, they've gotten into that Thor 
mythos where there's these world, and all of a sudden he's part of the ruling class that screwed over all these other people. I love that element of it. Oh, yeah, the yeah. fact that we all we see ever is Thor and Odin and then Heimdall and then the, 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 yeah. the, the royalty. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is the subjects in Asgard don't really like the royalty all that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because their eternal battle kind of screws with their lives. Yep, so, a lot. So yeah. they don't want And they don't notice. Chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, which is an interesting take on it, yeah. And, and just all of those things together combined with this sequence near the end where they were switching between scenes really seamlessly. I, I got to give it up uh, between Bendis and Davis for making this work as well as it did. I was really impressed by that. It was very smooth and it yeah. was very well done. Just totally, totally beautiful and the storytelling mm-hmm. is there and it works and the stories are all weaving in a way that, that you know, even though they're separated, mm-hmm. it's still the same kind of story. And uh, that double page spread with Hella. This is a week for Hella. Hella popped up in like three or four of my books. I was like, ooh, mm. lots of Hella. But um, Hella, um, <laughs> Steve getting a little action. Steve can't have. As soon as I saw it, I was like, we're going to get some James D. Kirk up in this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's with Sharon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cheating. It's another dimension. You know what? Like, you is, know is the, it's like the zip code rule. Way even better. Like, yeah. Way better. <laughs> like, it may not have even happened. Yeah. I'm not listening to that. I'm not Yeah, exactly. When you're in another dimension, there's no. All bets are off. I'm not sure that worked. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was. And, and, I, and, and, you know, Alan Davis, he's, he's got. This is this is the best work I've seen from him in a it's long amazing. time. It's amazing. That I mean, monster. You read everything he does, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff's gone up and down. I mean, he he is getting older. He is having um, hand hand problems. Like mm-hmm. he's having physical problems, so he can't draw as much. That's why this book is bi monthly. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know if he just paced himself or what. This is this is some of the best work I've seen from him in years. That big full page monster. Yeah. Um, that, that that Stark runs into is fantastic. Yep. Um, well, in a lot of ways, it's the perfect book for him because it's got the hero elements, but he's also been great at monsters. He's always been great yep. at monsters. It's yep. just really, it reminds me of classic Marvel. Like, I feel like it, there's there's Kirby in here, and it also feels modern at the same time, but he's got these beautiful canted layouts and yep. these wonderful... Neil, very Neil adams kind yeah. of layouts, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, and sometimes his stuff kind of always looks like it's from the 70s, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, yeah. Uh, but those I think more early 80s, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um, his Thor is great. His Thor without the yep. helmet looks great. I mean, like, the, 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 a lot of times people draw Thor without the helmet, and they can put a really bad, like, mullet on him, so he looks yeah. like he's from the Scorpions. Right, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they didn't do that here. And, and luckily, he doesn't have to draw any contemporary clothing, so it's yeah, all so it works good out, to go. And, and I just like how the tone of each of the three tracks of the story are just so different. Yeah. You know, and that you've got Tony totally, you know, trapped, captured, tortured, and you got Steve with a bit of a fight and a bit of a romance, and you got Thor with the straight up, you know, with Enchantress, and, and then with Hela, and, you know. And the end was really great with the lightning bolt, yep. and the, yeah, and, and just everyone knows, oh shit, it's coming, you know. And it, you know, it's just been, it's just a really, he, uh, Bendis is also doing better, I think, with these characters than, because he's had so much, so many things to juggle, and so much plot, and so much it's stuff. More, it's more focused. Yep. Uh, it's, it's totally focused, and it's a really good read on these three guys, and this is, you know, this is good. And it's I, and prime. I, I, it's, it's prime. It's prime choice. Prime, prime choice. Cut. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is the one, you know, all of them, I'll just disagree with them. I'm, I'm enjoying all of them, but this is the one I was most excited for because of the Davis yeah. aspect of it. Well, this one's a no-brainer. I mean, it's a five-issue miniseries. When this is out as a collection, like, that's going to be a trade. That's a Christmas gift trade. That's going to be like, oh, you like the Avengers? Read this. Mm-hmm. Well, we yeah. all have read it. No, so. for other people. For, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. You give comics to other people? Yeah, sure. I'm going to give this one to Josh. Okay. I have it. Shh. He's in the room. Yeah, but... You liked it twice, so yeah. I'll give it to you. It's a no-brainer I, for me. I do have it. <laughs> uh, but, um, um, but yeah, so good. Um, so I, I love seeing Davis, you know, um, actively being published, you know, work getting done. Mark yeah. Farmer inking him. It's just great. So, 
Yeah. Well, this week was something interesting happened. It was Superman: The Last Family of Krypton number one. When I first saw it, I thought continuation of the last stories we've been having on Superman. This was an Elseworlds book. I saw that. I the, the first Elseworlds in years. years. Yeah, it hasn't years. been an Elseworlds book in yeah. a long time. Ever since they, ever, ever since like '52, because what they did was they said all the all the stories that were Elseworlds happened on multiple Earths, mm-hmm. and therefore it's no it's part of the DCU. Yeah. There's no longer Elseworlds. So this means it's back. I hope so. Yeah. Was but, it an eight dollar prestige format book? It's a five dollar. It was a double size mm-hmm. book and written by Carrie Bates. Wow, I thought he was dead. Not dead. Written by. Written by Carrie Bates. Was, was it by, was it lettered by Gafford? No, it was not lettered by Gafford. <laughs> and the story of this one is, uh, instead of Jor-El sending Kal-El to Earth, they all go to Earth to oh, escape. Nice. So the whole family goes. So the first fam- lesson in Krypton, and they show up and. <laughs> So it's like a roommate story? <laughs> like like the aliens move in and mom and pop kid are like, who left the toilet seat up? <laughs> I think it's more like Christmas or like National Lampoon's vacation, National Krypton vacation. Oh, yeah, so they, you're saying that the Kryptonians are like... Uh, uh, Clark, here's Griswold. <laughs> yeah, Jor-El is like Clark. No, Jor-El is like um, Randy... Uh, He's like... Um, I can't think of... Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I can't think of his character. Eddie. One of, Eddie. One of his best roles ever. Uh, the best role. So they go to, they go to, they go to Metropolis and they, they, they turn their ship into a big building and they... Jor-El becomes it's interesting because Jor-El becomes sort of a Lex Luthorish character he starts that makes sense. receding into science and he forms um, like Jor-Corp I think something like that and then um, <laughs> they love uh, the, the name the name a, in the corp you're a Jor-Corp <laughs> and uh, uh, Lana or Lara Lara I guess yeah. she she recedes into the new ageness so she forms a religion a cult and, around Rao nice and then uh, they decide that Kal-El is kept you know cooped up too long so they send him to the parents but there's a funny like um they're trying to find the parents, so they have like a whole long list, and there's like Thomas and Martha Wayne are on the list, and um, uh, Jules Schwartz on the list with his oh, wife. Really? And oh, then there's a bunch of crossed-off faces, and one of them is Dan DiDio, one of them is Mike Carlin, one of them is Angelina Jolie. Basically, trying to find um, who to him to live to. So they so they send his son away to live in Smallville. So they because the thing with the Elseworlds is there's always an undercurrent of the story has to continue on. All right. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. Carrie Bates writes in a, in an old school way, but not bad. Um, especially if you enjoy that style. Uh, and the art's really good from, um, who is this? Uh, Renato Arlem, who's not a name I know, but he, it's really strong, sort of a, we keep saying a Rocafort style, but kind of, and also kind of a Shaken style, too. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Shaken in his work, That looks too. really good. I like that. Um, um, I'm just happy to see the line back. I was just going to say, it's, it's a better world if you've got Elseworlds. I yes. love the Elseworlds line. You know why I like the Elseworlds line? Because I'm not a diehard... DC guy. But it's all accessible. Through. Right, exactly, and it's it's a different take, and it's it's imaginative, and it's not you know it's not bogged down. And it, some know, of the best stories in the last couple of years, you know, yeah. you got through your Red Sons. Yep. Your um, your Kingdom Come was it was an yeah exactly yeah some, some of the best, best DC stuff stories. Also, so yeah, it was fantastic. They should assign a number to it because that's what makes it. Work. Well, it's, it's Earth fifty seven. Yeah. That's the Kingdom Come world. <laughs> Superman last last family is Earth one twelve. Is it really? Oh. Are there only fifty two Earths? What Earth is Step Up up? Because <laughs> I want to live there. Because yes. so. I'm B-Fab. Make it stop. Yeah. Make it Josh, stop. Baltimore, the plague ships. Now, when I was in the comic store on Wednesday, as I'm often asked, what do you think the pick of the week will be? I said, <laughs> for sure it'll be Baltimore plague ships. I gave it a I five. I put money down on it. I was going to put... You were going to give it that sure? Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Because it was a straight vampire story... Sort of, and, and you're specious, huh? And you're specious. No, I just, it, you know, like I think that 
with the Mignola stuff, a lot of times, for me, it takes a while for me to get to know the characters to really like some of the subtleties that happens, and it was just a new thing. The other thing is, what's funny, because everybody was going nuts. They were like, oh, that cover is beautiful. And I was like, that cover looks like every Hellboy cover I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not Hellboy. Right. So that's that's me going the opposite way on it. But inside, I had a lot of fun with it. It was like, Lord Baltimore is just sort of this rampaging... There's, it wasn't much to it. It was really basic. In fact, most of the issues were action sequences without any dialogue. Uh, right up until the end where he runs into this mother... Did either of you read this? No? No. No. I, I, I got it. I haven't read it, though. It was... It was... Uh, it wasn't manual. It looked. It looked like every Hellboy book is what yeah. it looked like, basically. Um, and it's based on. I think it's an adaptation of the. Well, the book's right Rose there by book. Ron's Ron's leg on the uh-huh. stack on your stack right next to you on the big stack of comics. Uh, basically, uh, it's a prose book he wrote. Manuel wrote. There, I don't even know what year it is. It's in the past. Yeah. Uh, Lord Baltimore is the the gentry who has decided to become a, a vampire hunter, probably like Van Helsing. That kind I don't of think thing. it's an adaptation. I think it's a in between or before okay. prequel, but it's not the exact. So basically, he gets to this town that has been closed off. It's been infested by quote unquote plague, but the vampires are keeping it there. And he just fights off a bunch of vampires. I'm not even sure what it was about because it it was just a lot of really good action sequences uh, done in that sort of Mignola style, mm-hmm. sort of minimalist, you know. And and Baltimore is just like a fun, crusty character. Well, he's, he's like a he's like a quint. Was like, he the one you put in the best panels? Yes, with the, with the like the, the yeah. leg as a peg leg, a sword, two knives, a spear, uh, a is bloody it, hatchet in one hand, and a knives? rifle. Knives. I said knives. Okay. We're going to go on the mispronunciation guy. <laughs> you're winning. I know. I just want to keep the distance. That's, that's all. fine. That's fine. Nah, uh, either way, he, he was just strapped up like a, like a G.I. Joe character. That's it awesome. Was, it was just kind of funny. Like, it was just kind of goofy. Like, he, he just went around hacking a bunch of vampires up. And did it's he, always fun to watch those the storytelling in those stories and stuff like did that. Did he lose his main weapon and then give up because he was unarmed? No. Once okay. losing his main rifle? No, he, he was the kind of guy, like, he was like that no kind weapons. of character who isn't going to stop. Right. For anything, at, at any point, and and like they were like Nazi vampire. It was just kind of nutty stuff. Right. It was fun. It was That's really cool. beautiful, good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I'm yes. looking forward to finally reading that book I've owned for three years. You'll like in it. The bottom of the pile. You'll yeah. like it. <laughs> you're, never, you're, never, you're never gonna read it. If you go it. through the old stack weeks, it's in every one of them. Yeah. Uh, Hawk week at Hawk week. <laughs> Hawk week's next week on Discovery. Lower rating. I just want to point out that we're all in, in one room. It's enclosed and it's hot. It's not that hot. Yeah. It's getting hot it's It is, it's, it's rising. Yeah. Hawkeye and Mockingbird <laughs> number rising. three came out. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Dave Lopez is... Dave Lopez is killing it. Yes. There, there was a couple page spreads on... There was a couple two-page spreads towards the end that were just really good. Yeah. Really good. I like seeing his progression. Yeah. Because I've always liked him from the miniseries, but mm-hmm. he's clearly better now. Yeah. And that's I, nice to see. I love that McCann is working in uh, Dominic Fortune into this because I love the, that's the Chaking character. Mm-hmm. Like there was that miniseries yeah. recently, but this is but that miniseries and the stuff Chaking did was like Fortune years ago, and this is Dominic Fortune now. Yeah. So the fact that he exists in the Marvel continuity is just awesome. He's got the mustache, and it's just uh, it's great. But um, th- this Phantom Lady is freaking me out. It's you know, the, 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 one of the things about this is that if I hadn't read that Hawkeye uh, premiere hardcover thing, yep. I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't know who any of these people were. This is very heavily oh. tied into the Hawkeye mythos. Yeah, the Hawkeye and and Hawkeye, which he he told me he said that it was yeah. going on. Um, I wonder if it's a little bit of a barrier for some people if they're wondering what all these connections are. It's very Marvelific. Yes, but in in corners of the Marvel universe that a lot of people don't know. This uh, the cross, um, what's his name? Cross crossbones. Cross, cross ten. No cross crossbow. No whatever. Cross burning. Uh, 
That's the villain. awful. Why can't I think of the villain? The I villain, the, the Deadshot guy. Dead, no, but he's not Deadshot. He's... Right. Damn it. Oh, this is great radio. This is wonderful radio. Vamp, vamp. Crossfire. 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 There you go. Sorry. I'm... Hold the book that you're talking about. I can't. I can't. I'm holding the script. Uh... <laughs> Which is ironic because you're not reading it. <laughs> Crossfire, crossfire. And crossfire, also, like, Phantom Rider is the main there's a, there's a whole scene in the old uh, Hawkeye miniseries that was Crossfire had, had taken over the bodies of, of Bobby and Clint yep. and had made them fight each other. And this was a callback to that. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, um, the, this is picking up a lot of those threads that were left in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, like, especially with the Mockingbird stuff about her origin and her family and stuff like that. I mean, like, it's, I mean, for the Marvel fan and for the fan of these characters, it's great to do mm-hmm. that, but I can see what you say. There's how, a ton you know, of stuff. It's, yeah. it's not a criticism. It's just, like, yeah. like if you're reading it and you don't know what's going on, yeah. that's what it is. I say go back and read that stuff. I, it's yeah, good. Agreed. As someone who hasn't read most of that, I you can still follow it along. Yeah. I just, I just think you get the deeper meaning, mm-hmm. but you can still. I mean, it's still. It's the enriched enough. enjoyment. Yeah. You know. um, it's it's. I'm enjoying it. I'm still. You enjoying know, one it. of the other things that I, I'm impressed by in this is that I we know McCann has a great affection for these characters, but he's not letting that leak into the page because he's no. torturing the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, stop fighting with each yeah. other. Yeah. And he's also put just a, be happy. Put Dominic Fortune in between them as yes. someone you can clearly see Bobby. Gravitated to because there's a lot less baggage involved. Right, and he's charming as hell, and he's got that mustache. Well, you're he's... picturing somebody. You're picturing like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's comedian when you're like, like I just you're like, no, he's, he's so charming. I'm like, I, you're reading into this. You're putting. Oh no, Do- the whole Dominic Fortune character he's got a little heart on his on his yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, the ladies like that. See what I'm saying? It works. Yeah, you're projecting the ladies or does Ron? Yeah, like I don't know that. if Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I don't know. I, I know I where you're going. It. I know where you're going. But yeah, hey. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, no. He kills the mother of his baby. But in the movie, it's. But yeah, this is great. But um, so my pick of the week this week probably was Sweet Tooth number twelve, which is now a year into this book, and this kind of we're in between story arcs, and this one shot was just one like masterfully done. Check out the cover. Yeah, the cover is great. The uh, one of the people in my comic book store was like, "Ooh, you can color in the the right half of it." I was like, "Nobody wants that. (laughs) Nobody wants me to do that." Um, but it was a great paint-by-numbers kind of thing. But uh, the, the, this issue, the device is, is that in the lower third of the page, he's got a doctor, Singh, um, re- doing a recording, kind of recounting what's happened with the disease and what's, ha- what's wiped out humanity and all that sort of stuff. And so you've got the bottom strip of his panels recounting the, the history of this world that Sweet Tooth lives in. And then the upper two-thirds of the page are what's happening to Sweet Tooth at that very moment as he's being brought deeper into the, into the compound that he's now in and, and getting you know hosed down and then getting put in a cage and he gets reunited with his other little hybrid friends. It's a lot of storytelling without words. A lot of storytelling without words. And, and what's, what's great is that the juxtaposition between Dr. Singh's narration of saying what's happened with what's happening to Sweet Tooth at that moment mm-hmm. really plays on the emotions. Yeah. You know, because some of the more dramatic and emotional moments that Dr. Singh and his return counting is happening at the same time as Sweet Tooth is being reunited with his friends or you know or is alone and scared and like it just they, they, the two worked in parallel really well to to a point where you almost don't notice it like it, the emotion of the page even though two separate things are happening at the same time mm-hmm. are the same kind of emotions which is really clever and really well done you know it went really, done well it was a very good issue yeah it was a really good issue it was really really strong and I like to see Lemire playing with the format you know, yeah. what I mean, like you know, like this. This is this is the most unconventional issue that he's done of the run so far. Well, he's he's getting more experimental as he goes on. I yeah, think. Um, yeah. Which is which is interesting. He's doing it so early. It's only twelve issues. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's bad. Year. No, yeah, exactly. But uh, it's a nice pause in between arcs. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so good stuff. 
So, um, so real quickly, just want to remind everybody that if you like listening to this podcast and you like uh, iFanboy.com in general, that you can help out to keep you know help you can help keep the the spirit alive and keep the lights on in iFanboy HQ. Or the air conditioner's um, on. The air conditioner's on exactly. But now we're recording because that would be unprofessional. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But if you want to help out um, iFanboy and, and our parent company graphically uh, by s- keeping it, we're a young startup company and we need your help. So one of the things you can do is you can click on the banners on iFanboy.com. We've got some uh, great people advertising on there and just clicking on the banners helps them uh, helps them get their money's worth for the money they're giving us. Um, you can go to iFanboy.com slash Amazon and from there you can browse you know graphic novels and video games or you can click through to Amazon proper and just order anything you want and we get a little piece of that action. So we appreciate anybody who does <laughs> Could you that? order step up and step up two to the streets? I could, yes. I'm gonna do that right now while you're talking. Um, we also got uh, some great shirts. We've got the Fear Agent shirts still for sale. We've got some uh, some stock. It's dwindling, so get them while you, get them while they last. You go get that at the iFanboy store at iFanboy.com/store, and um, you're gonna want to keep an eye on there because we might be rolling out some more fun stuff the, later this year. So definitely get your Fear Agent shirt while you can before it sells out. And finally, you can become a member of iFanboy. Uh, for just $4 a month or 42 bucks a year or $10 a month or $100 a year, you can become a paid iFanboy member, which gives you all wonderful perks, like we send you an awesome membership packet uh, for the folks at the $4, $4 or 42 a year level. Get some comics, get some stickers and some buttons, and a nice little personalized note from us, because um, we love you. And if you pay 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year, you get all that plus a uh, T-shirt, which is rad. Um, for those members out there who are waiting on their packets, we, we've restocked T-shirts, so you'll be getting those shortly. Um, and we're working on some new designs for the iFanboy members' shirts, so stay tuned for that stuff. Uh, and if you're not a member, you're going to want to sign up at iFanboy.com store because members are the only ones who are eligible to, for the fantastic giveaways. And we've got another great month of giveaways coming up in August and September, actually. So you're going to stay tuned towards later in the show, and we're going to tell you all about the new giveaways. So thank you in advance for helping us out. We appreciate it. Um, and if you're not a member yet, become one now because there might be some really, really cool perks now that we're on board graphically and things are kind of integrated. If you like comics, you're going to want to be a member because you get comics, basically. It's, it's all about the comics. And you're the one making it happen. Exactly. So thank you for that. Exactly. Uh, so the shield's still coming out? It's the third issue. Shield? Not Sh- the. Yeah, shield. shield. Uh, issue number three of Shield came out. This is what I this is this was good. This is I'm barely holding on to this book. Oh, this hell of a cover. Hell of a cover, hell of an issue. I mean the whole I thought the whole issue was like like it's in conflict. No, I think it's the same problem we've always had with, with Hickman's work, is yeah. that it comes out so frequently that it's hard to and it's so dense. Has this not been regular? This has been regular. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it has. But even though it's on a, it's on a bi-monthly schedule. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but, it yeah, comes out so frequently that, but it's, and it's so dense that mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, it's almost impossible. Well, the, to the, 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 the thing was, what this triggered on me was you've got Isaac Newton and Galileo and all these historical figures in this S.H.I.E.L.D. world being badasses, and you get a glimpse into when Galileo, Galileo fought Galactus, which is awesome. You know, like I just like I I don't know. It's, no, it's, it's great yeah. concepts, but yeah. story wise, it's hard to track. Yeah, but no, but I thought this issue as a comic book issue was the strongest of the three so far in terms of you know it had action, it had characters you can identify with, had Nostradamus. You know, like it it hit on the things that I would want out of this issue, and if this is a sign of what's to come, then you know because the because it wavered a little. You know, like uh, I always feel like Galactus should be bigger than this. He's not very big in this. In this well, story. like he, right. you know, like for a world eater. Yeah. Didn't he be a little larger than perhaps the, the size State of the Empire State Building? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was maybe my he, Maybe, do you ever get the sense that he is uh, variable in size? Maybe. Yes. I always do. Because like, he's not. always different no matter what. In yeah. Every yeah. Book. yeah. I still think the first issue was the strongest one. I'm having trouble. I might... 
I, don't, I like it. It might be a trade book because it's, it's so important that you have to be able to track the story. Well, I, I had no problem tracking it. I enjoyed it. Well, so, and I, I like the I like the I would, I would, Vader-esque thing at the end. I would like to come up with a questionnaire for you to tell me exactly what's happening and see if you could do it because I think you're just enjoying... The, I'm just the, enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying yeah. the issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying... I'm not, not, the thing is, I think part of it is that I don't know what's going on. Right, exactly. You know, and that, that's... That's, that's, that's You like that? That's the Hickman thing. You like not going? Well, it's going to find it's going to it's going to lead eventually. I see what you're saying. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Now, number 2, Josh, was Hellboy the Storm. That would be my second choice for your pick of the week. So, you're saying I have a type? Yes. <laughs> uh, that was good. The first issue I liked a little better. This one had a really good ending. Like the issue was pretty good, but uh, it wasn't anything all that special, but the very ending of Hellboy 2 sort of left uh, Hellboy the Storm number 2 left off at this I don't know. I feel like we're about to tip over the edge of this roller coaster with Hellboy, where he's been stuck wandering and like he's fine, like he's been in denial and oh, I don't want to talk about it, blah blah blah. And now is the point where he has to like the thing is going to happen. I don't know what happens with the character after that, and I hope the thing does happen because it's been almost two decades, and I'm ready mm-hmm. for the thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, time. Like, and he's been wandering for a couple. You should years, be the Hellboy. Too. Yeah. Get over yourself and get to it. And I wonder, you know, is that Hellboy or is that? The creative team is that is that like Mike Mignola like not wanting to end it or you know, stretch it out or stretch it know. out and, and well and if you remember when we talked to Scott Alley like there are lots of ideas they haven't even touched upon yet I know so yeah know. well the thing with Hellboy is you, you can bounce can, around time yes yeah. you can you right. can, after after they tell their big story they can still go backwards and do you know right. Hellboy in the fifties like they, they're doing that right. so you think Hellboy rode a motorcycle in the fifties I bet he that'd did. be awesome I just called he, he was called mutt wearing jeans no that's, that would be bad. <laughs> these are these are different things, uh, but no, it was, it was good. Duncan Figueroa, you know, is Hellboy artist now, and that's what's what's great. You know, it, it, he's great, and I don't miss Mike Mignola so much. Cool. Ooh, strong words from Josh Flanagan. I like, he's, he gets he gets all of his artists to draw exactly like him. <laughs> so it works, artists, yeah. It's Warhol. It'd be awesome if he was over their shoulder the whole time. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it like that. Red Robin, number meaning f- don't do it like <laughs> yes. that. Red Robin number fifteen, Fabian Nicieza, which I think is wrong every time I say it. Yeah. That's probably wrong. Um, he's doing a really good job. In this issue, Vicky Vale figures out the whole Batman family tree. Nice. So, in order to thwart that, normally Alfred, <laughs> Alfred's like, normally Batman would get somebody to come in and wear the suit and he'd be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, but that won't work this time because she's got to figure it out. So, Tim Drake decides to go overboard and fakes his own attempted assassination and then partial paralysis. And he's going to now tend to be partially paralyzed while he's in his Tim Drake form. <laughs> Jesus. For good. So he's walking around in like leg brace and... That kid. <laughs> but he's not... But he's not he's paralyzed. Not, no, because it was Miss Martian pretending to be him who got shot and she was obviously fine. So, so he's, he's just, planning on doing it forever? For at least a year he said he's going he's gonna to pretend to be in rehab and rehabbing his... All the ruse Vicky. All the, the fool Vicky Vale has figured out the whole family. This is like the old 50s car- if things. If she's that smart though she could be like he's faking it. Yeah. Well... I don't know. We've only it only just had the plan. I mean, she, I feel like this book. Is this book needed? Rob, really like Red it. Robin. Yeah, Red Robin's a great book. It's probably one of the best of the Batman books. Still. Yeah, absolutely. On crutches. Well, it's only just happened, but it doesn't yeah. affect him being Red Robin. It's just yeah. It's, it's I think it's it, the thing is this is the only one he talks about. If right, you think yeah. about it, he doesn't talk about Batman Streets and Robin. of Gotham. No, yeah. Streets of Gotham. Or the, Batman. I forgot there was a Batman book. I yeah. stopped buying Gotham Whoa, Sirens. Detective. No, not Detective, because because Snyder and somebody right. awesome is coming on. Right. Um. I stopped by Streets of Gotham, not Sirens. Streets of Gotham is sometimes very good when Deanie writes it. Uh-huh. And then Batman is not very good. Detective Comics hasn't been good since Rucka left, but it's going to be good again. Mm-hmm. And so really, this is like the second best one after Batman and Rob. Okay. Um, coming back to Irredeemable number 16, uh, Peter Krause, the original series artist, is, is back on board. 
and it felt good. Like yep. it felt right. He should have felt like there. coming home. It's it's actually, it's one of those. It actually, wasn't a bad jumping on point if you were thinking about trying it. It sort of recapped things a little bit. It told you what was going on. Sure. Um, it was a fun issue. One of the meanest scenes ever when the the car accident victim. And the plutonium comes down and goes, would you like me to turn back time and save your family? And the guy goes, yes. And he goes, I can't do that. He's like, sometimes you make a mistake and these are the consequences. And it was like, I was like, damn, that's mean. It was when you're reading that, you really get a sense. You got, you're like, well, maybe he's, he's, he's not. No, he's just mean. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so the 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 madness continues now with um with New Mutants number fifteen, New Mutants Forever number one, Chris Claremont. Al Rio and Bob McCloud uh, team up to pick up where Claremont left off with New Mutants. Now this is just getting ridiculous. (laughs) This is a five-issue miniseries. This doesn't have the same... Like like X-Factor. Yeah, like X-Factor. But the thing was is that like when Louis Simonson left X-Factor, that was a moment and it coincided with the moment when Claremont left um, X-Men. Like It was at that moment in time. This is picking up the thread from when Claremont left New Mutants in the 80s when Magneto was a Hellfire Club member and it's just like... they don't. And the thing is they don't even explain in the beginning... Where, where they are or anything this is just you've got to be you've got to be hardcore to yeah this is it's and there wasn't nearly as enough set up for the concept of the forever set up and like this is you know different than what happened and it, it's just it, yeah it was, you got to figure the X-Men one's got to be successful for giving him all these spin-offs yeah I, well, I think there's some secret contract where they have to have him with two books oh there is the there is no I mean his contract is he's two two monthly books like that for, forever yeah why because he was Claremont and he made them a lot of money. He, so, made, he made the wow. company, yeah. basically. So basically, they, they, he's, he's got two books that come out a month and what those are. And that's why X-Men Forever was, uh, was bi-weekly. He, he, yeah. In the 80s, he was Marvel. Yeah. I mean, no, he, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, like Stan, it's like Stan Lee's in perpetuity million dollar contract to get for a while. Yeah, he's exactly, yeah, the uh, chairman emeritus yeah. or whatever. Well, but yeah, so New Moons Forever, I'll still buy it. Let's keep but, in the in the crazy vein. Yes. Let's keep on that crazy train. To stop in Neil Adams land. Oh. Batman this, Odyssey number two. I love this. This is fantastic. This is this is Batman Forever. Yes, it is Batman Forever. This is fantastic. Oh. It starts it starts with Bruce Wayne. I just got all the hairy chest jokes I've been hearing all week. <laughs> it starts with Bruce Wayne picking up the story from last issue, but is he talking to us? I think so. I think he's talking to us. I think he is. It's weird. It's it's, it's telling weird. a story from his past. When he used guns, which he did in the Golden Age, but not this way. But but it, this is like he's telling us about when he was telling Robin a story during a, a another like, story. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> he was having a mission and telling Robin a story during that mission. He's telling us the story of doing that. It's very weird. And the story that he's telling during that mission, yeah. like it got very oh very weird. And very. then he gets shot all to hell by these thugs, and it turns out it was a special sh- shot all to hell suit. That shoots out blood and, and it doesn't actually he doesn't actually get shot, it's all Kevlar and it, it shoots out blood packs to make it look like he's being shot. I like how the name on the front is just Neil Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. Well what about in the beginning when he's fighting the thugs at the museum heist and he just explains to the thug about why Hydra didn't yes. explode? Like what? He's like <laughs> this is insanity. It's absolutely Neil Adams insanity. definitely needs a writer, but for, for right now I'm enjoying it in madness. I really did like though the um, the story of when he used guns with the train was going and was gonna explode and he had to get the people off the train and nobody would listen to him because yeah. they didn't know who Batman was. They thought he was the villain and so he just starts shooting his guns to get them to move back but then the old lady's there and he helped the old lady. That was nice. Yeah. That was really well done but um, it's, it's just weird. It's he weird. He's an anchor. It's, he's Neil Adams. He's inking himself. I know. Yeah. It's good. It's not bad, Neil. I mean, it's where he is now. I mean, it's the artist still, you know. 
it's an it's interesting art. Like yeah. I'm looking at a page, I see a lot of stuff to like, and I see a lot of things not to like. Yeah. Not I mean not necessarily a lot, but it's just a little. It's funny. It's almost like it's overacted a little bit. Oh, it's totally overacted. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when you look at the, oh, he's a hairy chested Batman. Tell you yes. what, the seventies. And then like look at the mouth on the cover. Like it's just kind of. Oh, weird. there's a lot of weird mouth stuff going on. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of it's almost crossing over more towards really? the more like towards the mad style of face. Look like Frank Miller. Yeah. Yes. It really. I thought like that Frank as well. Miller. Yep. Yep. It looks very Dark Knight Returnsy kind of at some points, especially especially when the in the flashbacks when like his cow got shot to hell and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, was yep. bro- it looks like those Frank Miller stuff. So. It's like uh, a mad magazine. I mean, yeah, that's what crazy. I just said. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy. It's really good stuff. But um, but yeah. So is Daredevil a villain now? Is that well, Shadowland number two. I I, I enjoyed Shadowland number one. I was like, all right, I'm buying it. After this, and I love Andy Diggle. This is not good. This <laughs> wow, is this that's, is that, that, that's this is quick. this is just really not good. It's you know, and I know the whole thing is going to come down to it is that Daredevil's possessed by the hand or something like that, but. It's just, it's just not good. It seems like they're preparing for a, a, a prolonged period of him being a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's so far gone, and th- now this you had, you had Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Misty Knight and all those kind of confront him. There was a really good joke. Is there still a Daredevil? Shang Chi. Um, yes, yes, there's, yes, yes, it's yes it's happening at the same time. Next week, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's part of the crossover. It's on the checklist. Um, yeah, Daredevil. But um, so so Iron Fist and Power and Power Man, Luke Cage and and Misty Knight and Shang Chi and some woman I've never heard of, um, which I laughed out loud. Colleen Wing. No, that's um. Who's that? I've heard of her. She's I've never heard of her. her. Yeah, but I've anyway. Heard of her. But so they're they're arguing with Daredevil, and Spider Man joins the club, and he makes a very good joke about the that whole black costume thing. Never ends well. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought that was the one moment that made me laugh. But this the where it's going is not good. So, so you're done now, or you? No, I'll still read it. <laughs> it's only five issues. It's not that bad. So. So if we don't like it though, I, I like it's like the train wreck now. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. At least we know where you stand. And I like Diggle. I, I really like Andy Diggle. Do you? Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah. I, I I struggle to think of a story he's done recently that I really like, and I want to. His stuff at Marvel hasn't been good. No. It has not been good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. So, like, I, I like... But we know what he's capable of. I loved yeah. Hellblazer. Yeah. I loved yeah. all that stuff, and I want that guy to be at Marvel, but that's not... He he did he did Losers and Green Arrow, Year One. Green Arrow, Hellblazer. Year One was great. Those are, those are th- he's going to be a DC guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's why my beauty is. Anyway, so those are the books that came out that we enjoyed. Um, but you went and read a bunch of books too, and you reviewed them. And uh, our first review comes from Jimmy F. 1982, who reviewed Brightest Day number seven, gave the story a five out of five, and the art a three out of five. And at the time of this recording, 52.9% of you made it your pick of the week. It was definitely the, the, it was the number one. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Jimmy F. 1982 says, Fantastic issue. While it may have been several issues late, we finally find out what each resurrected character's purpose is for being brought back, more or less. While this issue was essentially just another trailer for upcoming events issue, said trailer has really jazzed me, and I can't wait to read more. Zooms is especially satisfying for me. We'll see where it all goes from here. If you've been on the fence of this series, definitely pick this issue up. If nothing in here excites you to keep reading, it might as well be a good time to put the book down now. And I finally something happened in this in this series. I think stuff's been happening the whole time. I don't know. This 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 had that energy that I, I've been looking for. I felt that this was like wavering, and this definitely had the. Where now I'm, I feel like reengaged with it. So. Well, it's, it's for me. This is almost a carbon copy of Fifty Two, and it's the same complaints yep. people have for Fifty Two. Yep. It's, it's yep. just it takes it's a different kind of storytelling. It's yep. slower. It's every two weeks, so it's not this, it's not a monthly pace. It's a yep. it's a bi monthly bi weekly yeah. pace. 
Um, in this issue, the White Lantern's activated, and all the people who came back are now told what they have to do in their return. And there's, there was a great two-page spread with different artists, and Francis Manipal did the Flash, the um, yep. who kept the Boomerang pay, uh, art, and uh, Bagley did the, the JLA pay. So it was, cool, it was cool to integrate all their regular series artists into this, where their characters show up. Um, I like this a lot. This was as good as the last issue, which was, which was the Pick yeah. of the Week. I still no, last issue was really good, too. I haven't yeah. made a Pick of the Week yet, but this would be a contender for sure. Yeah. So. Uh, next up is Hackader. Who read Super God number four of five, um, which is Warren Ellis's avatar, I assume. Yes. Uh, give a story of four out of five and the art of five out of five. The pick of the week percentage is 0.12%. Uh, what if the world powers made people with powers? The story is great, but the art is truly fantastic. Gastoni is killing it on the art in here, crafting unique looks for each character and drawing destruction on a truly grandiose and impressive scale. So if you can find the other three issues, do it. Wait for the trade, whatever. Just read this. To quote the book itself... I wish you could see the water. It's lovely. Um, I don't know anything else about this because I didn't read it. But yeah, I'm not reading any of the Avatar it's stuff. One of the, it's every once in a while you will see one of the Avatar stories that he's doing stand out. He's putting a lot of things. things out there throughout. He is. Yeah. He is. You're trying like different things. And, um, yeah. I'm. 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 Pl- I play a waiting game with this stuff because yeah, yeah trade waiting. I don't trust it. Yeah, and I should be outset. Yeah, um, so. I tried to do. Remember a couple of years ago, I tried yeah. to read Black Summer and all that sort of yeah. stuff, and I just yeah. It did, what was yeah. that sciencey western one that you bought? Oh, um, oh, that one's really cool. Everyone's loving that one. It's on my stack next to your foot, also. Yeah, uh, somewhere in there. I think it's at the top. But uh, the, the ignition city. Ignition yes, city. I've ignition heard really city. good things about that. That is good. really it's good things really about good. that. That's yeah. on my to read stack. I'm, I, it, it, I'm the same way. I don't. He puts out too many, and I, it's it's uh, it's a lot of it's stuff. It's too. Not all my tastes, so I, have to, I wait to hear what was yeah. good. It's good. I mean, he's playing in a bunch of different genres and doing things, and I, I probably should try more of it. But yeah. yeah. Chris, so much Chris C was still one of the best things he wrote ever. Well, yeah. It was a one-shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really uh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to ifanboy.com slash comics where you can do your pull list and then come back and write and review your uh, books every week. Oh, my God. Is it Book of the Month time already? Whew. Seems some, like we just did this. Some people get their work done on time, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, ouch. Uh, we, and I'm out. We are. <laughs> he, I got, he left. He left. Uh, we are going to talk about Stuck Rubber Baby, the August book of the month. I was really happy you made this your pick. Uh, by Howard Cruz. And this came out in 1995 originally. It's been reprinted in a, in a nice hardcover copy with a new new cover. By Vertigo. Um, from, by Vertigo. Um, and this, this is such a. This story, like, you know, sometimes we talk about fun comics, and sometimes we talk about serious comics, and this is a true-to-life story. It's not true. Uh, it's not a biography, but it's it based... May as, it may as well be. Inspired by his childhood. And I just, I didn't know what it was going to be when I started reading it. And sometimes, That's when great. the quality backs it up, it's a, it's a great thing. Did you know what the story was going to be? I knew nothing. Yeah, well, that was the same I just, way when I read it. I just knew that I had heard the name in the past, Yeah. and I didn't know much else from Ron, that. Ron, did not yet. Okay, it's on my list. I'm You'll surprised. love this. Oh, I know, I know. It's on my, it's on my stack. I'm so, I'm really, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, yeah. like you, I've never part. read it. I know it exists. And yeah, I think just, you'll love this. Yeah. Uh, Alison Bechtel, who did Fun Home, uh, which which a few years ago was like the the big graphic novel, did the did the intro for this, and it's very clear right away that Fun Home does not exist without this book. And this is one of those books that's kind of up there with the, the with the mouses and the Fun Homes. And I like the, the, the inspirational books, the ones that you yeah. can see the not, you know like the ones that beget the other ones. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. it's totally in that in that line uh this is a story of a guy named toland polk and toland lives in in a town called clayfield they don't really specify where it is it's not a real place uh in the early 60s which is in the south the segregation and the fight against it is is on and hardcore and 
and he's also uh, like he realizes that he's a gay man, but he's stuck in this extremely oppressive society that he's in. And you see this sort of these two societies, um, the two minority communities. Yeah, they come together, but they're also clashing with the, that Bible Belt uh, uh, segregationalist society, the white supremacists uh, that that are pretty much controlling the law. This is the, but know, even the actual... even within the black community, not everyone's okay with the homosexual community. Yeah, so that's you've got the double the double conflict. But what I thought was really interesting was how many people were. Yeah. And I think that, that like these two these two groups that you would think would be very disparate and not having to do with each other, uh, you know, there, there was a club outside of town, you know, and, and that was the place where the gay people and then the black people got together to, you know, listen to music and, and play music and, and have a good time. And, and it was this, like, sort of inner harmonious club that was happening with all these people who were open-minded and liberal in a time where it was really dangerous to do that. And like they, you know, Tolan goes to live in a house with his with his friends, and they, you just get exposed to all this other stuff. You're watching somebody's life and mind open up, and it's informing who he gets to be and 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 what he finds acceptable at himself. Because in the beginning, he's totally shut down. He's like, I, I'm. He's in denial. He's, he's trying, in the club. He's got a girlfriend. He's yeah. trying to be a straight guy. The whole thing. He's trying to be a straight I'm guy. For the he's whole like, book, I'm not, yeah. which is understandable in the context of the era. Um, the fact that this is. 15 years old it could have come out right now I would have never been able to tell you it's one of those timeless kind of totally Uh, even more so than that like there's a lot in here that is really relatable to what's going on right now Um, you know I guess if you're not if you're not into gays or or anti-segregationalist, then this may not be the thing for you, but it's a very human story is what I guess I'm getting at. It's a very um, tough story, too. It is. Normally, when I read a trade, I read it all the way through, but this one took me two nights to read. I read it over the course of a couple weeks. It's very dense, there's a lot going on, but it's also very heavy. It is very heavy. There's lots of some moments where you just kind of want to put the book down for a while because there's a lot. You know, of at times it's fun because like it's really interesting. This is this culture, this society that existed. I don't, I didn't know anything about it, mm. and I, I think it's really interesting because um, Cruz grew up in the South, I think Birmingham, Alabama. Which, if you know anything about the civil rights movement, you know that's, that's, the, that's hot the center stuff. of everything. Yeah. Uh, during that time, Cruz is a gay man, uh, and just all those things coming together I just you imagine how terrifying it must have been to be a young person at that time and you want to be yourself and you can't because there's literally the damage of, of the, the threat of bodily damage well, just can't the, even imagine the, the, no. cover, the cover is, is pretty telling mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. well it's, it's you know there's the the, 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 dam- the damage is death the, yeah, the, yeah. the pain is death at this point um, but you still have to be yourself and that's kind of what's going on here it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful piece uh, it's very dense. It's beautifully drawn. That's the next part. Is that it's just gorgeous. You want to go with a, with a cart- as a cartoonist, Cruz is it's incredibly um, I don't want to say detailed, but it's it's very delicately it rendered. There's all sorts of cross hatching and just tons of lines and all the faces. There's great acting here. The thing that actually impressed me most is that there's a giant cast of characters, and each character has their own personality, and you never have problem t- problems telling who anybody is. Actually, one of the things that's interesting is the way that he's chosen to represent race in this is uh, different amounts of cross-hatching on the faces um, and sometimes you can't tell if somebody's black or white or what it is and I don't know if that was I don't see color if that was intentional <laughs> or, or you know there's this you know shades of gray kind of thing going on right. a lot of times you can tell but but it's a it's a it was a really well acted and, and when you have a cast this size it's very almost epic like it's a very big right. story that, that happens but it's also very personal it feels very real um 
and it's, it's it's a life. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a life captured and told, which is and, and also Toland is telling you the story too. So they'll flash forward to to him today, and he's drawn completely like you can. He's drawn with confidence. Like if you were looking at pictures of somebody, like oh, my crazy youth. You know, it's yeah, a different right. thing where he's he's grown up to be who he wants to be. He's comfortable being out. He's got mm-hmm. his boyfriends there. With, along supporting with, him. with him telling the story you know, yeah. but all of the all of the language and all of the violence of the time is in this book so it's there and it slaps you in the face because it's still so friggin ugly yeah. that it's really tough to look at um, but it's an it's totally one of those important comics that 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 people should read and um, this is one of those things that you can give to you know this is you know like Anybody, you, you think comic books can be something? Not anybody, because some people. Well, no, but anybody who doesn't read them that you know would be okay with the stuff. It's, like if it was a book or a movie or whatever, like it doesn't matter that it's a comic. It's a story that's worth telling. It's great that it's great that they're republishing these stuff. Yeah. The stuff mm-hmm. that there's a couple of different projects that they're doing in DC and Vertigo, and they're republishing these, and, and it's just great that it, this should be in print and should be available, and hopefully it gets into libraries and things like that. Yep. So, cool. Um, Good pick. It's it's totally worth the hype that that you may or may not have heard of, and I think that more people should hear of it. And I'm glad. They got well, like you, I, I knew the name. I just didn't know anything about it. Yeah, so I'm I was glad it came back and I was able to read it. Yeah, very good pick. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Good job, champ. <laughs> Next month, Avengers. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> well, Discount Comic Book Service is over a month, as monthly specials up to 75 percent off, 40 percent off all major publishers, and flat rate shipping of 5.95 on all U.S. orders. You can buy anything that's listed in previews, and they got over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock. Probably have stuck rubber baby. Yep. You can check that out. You can track orders online, and it all happens at dcbservice.com. And hopefully, hopefully our crazy benefactor ordered the $10,000 order last week. I, I haven't heard anything about the $10,000 uh, order. If you did, email us at contactifanboy.com to let us know. And you killed one of their employees with their <laughs> the fork, the fork we've, we've, we've run out of peanuts. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, DCB Service. We're sorry. Email time. Charles. He writes and says, I enjoy David Lapham's creator-owned series like Stray Bullets and Young Liars. So do I. I was wondering if there are any other books or series like those, or any other series that are kind of David Lynchy offbeat. That's for Ron, basically. Oh, you got it. Um, Charles Burns, Black Hole. Okay. Read get that one. If you want David, talk about David Lynchy. Yeah. That's less Lapham and more David Lynch. Yeah. Um, definitely get uh, that one. Well, would you say Young Liars? I mean... Sort of well, yeah, yeah, Young Lars is but more lynchy. Finished though, Young Lars finished. I mean, they canceled it. I mean, okay. he wrapped it up. But um, but like Stray Bullets is more noir crime. Well, dead like me. Is it's, uh, yeah, that's, just, um, that's actually what I meant to say. Dead like what is Dead like me? Dead. He did like a sixty. Murder me dead. Murder, murder me dead. Murder me dead. Yeah, that. But murder me dead again was more crime noir. So it wasn't yeah. really David. Lynch. I mean, but David Lynch is kind of noir but he meets enjoys weird. Bullets, so he probably yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no. But if you like Young Lars, I would say Black Hole. If you don't want Laugham, I mean, if you haven't read Murder Me Dead, find that. I don't know if it's in print. Anymore. I don't think it is, but because um, he self-published it, but um, but definitely Black Hole um, by Charles uh, Charles Burns. That one, I think it jumps right out of right out of the gate for me. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of anything, but I don't tend to read that kind of stuff, so yeah. All right. I don't know. Next email uh, is from PV in Chicagoland, who says, "I know you guys love questions about good jumping on points, but I thought I'd, I'd mix it up and ask, what about good jumping off points?" I'm asking because with brand new day ending and Amazing Spider-Man in October, I'm thinking of, of jumping off after a personal run of over 140 issues because A, it feels like Spidey stories have been so furious the last few years I need a rest, and B, I don't like Dan Slott's writing most of the time. And he's taking over, and so I don't see the stories going anywhere but down. So can you think of a, any past great jumping off, jumping off points? I jumped off Daredevil when Brubaker left and haven't regretted it. Any you wished you would have jumped off? 
We're going to see, see any opportunities coming? Or is this really the same as the jumping on question? Any time is good if you're interested in a book is lacking. Have I just wasted your time? No, you haven't wasted our time. A little bit. Um, <laughs> one, one point of clarification. Brand New Day ended like six months ago. Brand New Day was the first year of that experiment. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean he by the, 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 the kind quote. of weekly, the, the brand trust, yeah, the status quo. The marriage well, being over. Yeah, well, well, the thing is we don't really know. We're making a lot of assumptions about what's happening in one moment in time, which, by the way, we didn't talk about the latest issue this week because both Connor and I just is more of the same awfulness. Yeah. Um, although Paolo Rivera's art is so yeah, good. Yeah. Um, it, it's so, so torn. Like, if Slot was writing it and it's Paolo Rivera and, and Marcos Martin, I'd be like, hmm, that's pretty good. But... Um, it, ah, I mean, he's kind of. I mean, yeah. Basically, if you're interested in slagging, then that lagging, then that's the yeah. words working. But slagging. Um, if you're interested in lagging, then that's when you jump off. Yeah. I mean, I have no. I, I like my jumping off point. The 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 second issue in a row that I like. I was thinking about this. If I get a few issues in a row that are like three stars, that means that it's okay. But I don't really care. I don't read it after that. You mm-hmm. never jump off a book. That's not true. When do you? I can't. When do you drop books? I don't. I don't remember you ever dropping books. So I dropped now, Secret Warriors. Okay. Because I did. Because I didn't care. No one. No one. No one. I drop a book when I miss it when it comes out one week and I don't realize until the next issue comes out yeah. and I still don't care. Right. So yeah. So Secret War is my most recent one that I dropped off. Like, I just didn't care about it. I, right. The characters looked. I didn't know who they were. They looked the same. You know. I've heard it's good. I've heard. You know. Like I've heard good things about it. Maybe I'm missing out. But I do drop books. I yeah. mean, you know. Okay. Uh, you, when do you jump? Well, not books. You won't. You won't. You dislike. Them. Well, they're, they're books I'm married to, like The Flash and Uncanny X Men and stuff Shadow like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the event. I'm in. Um, not minis then but uh, no if, well it depends I don't know uh, most of the times I, I approach minis the same way I do in movies where I do enough you know where I'm like oh I'm, I'm invested in this for some reason there's some reason why I'm doing I it I will see that I'm at the point yeah. now I'll shut a movie off if I'm bored a half an hour in yeah yeah. which is you, sometimes you miss out on some good things then you never Time's know precious what are yeah. you going to do yeah. Uh, yeah I mean for me I, I don't like the idea of like waiting for the well this is the point that I should go right. seems kind of pointless I think you just draw, jump off when you feel when it feels right I mean when did you drop off the flash remember that yeah uh, after I don't remember three yeah. or four issues into the whole awful run yeah I did, but it wasn't like at the end of an arc. Or, no, yeah, but Daredevil, yeah. I did wait for Brubaker's to end. Yeah. I felt like it was a natural point to be done. Now, I was, now's a good jumping off point if you're done Daredevil. Now is a very good time. I, I, I don't think like, he asked like what we wish he had done. Like I, most and, Daredevils, I, I wish I had gone before that nine part Mila in the crazy bin story. Yeah. Like uh, Justice Society, really I gave the new people a chance. Oh, I dropped that. But yeah. I wish I I wish I'd just dropped it when Jeff left because. The, the, the next two books were not very good at yeah, all. Yeah, I think I did like one issue in. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing this. And I dropped, um, I dropped JSA. There yeah. you go. It's just, it's hard. It's, it's also very personal in the same way a jumping on point is. It's like, it's either a combination of a creative team leaving, or just being bored. Yeah. Not like, I mean, just, it's. Do you it's need to kinda, see the end of the story that you didn't like in the beginning? Or it's kind of difficult. Are you holding to, out hope for, well, maybe it will turn around? Right. Or, Sometimes yeah. I'll take the opportunity for a creative change to leave. Other times I kind of want to see what the new people will do. And right. you know, Because it might be good. You don't know. He mentioned something about. You know, I've been I've been reading a lot of Spider Man for a long time, and I feel like I need a break. That's valid, man. Oh, that's that's, totally that's valid. why I got yeah. Daredevil. And and no. yeah, well, and that's one of those things. Like well, I think with Spider Man, or this kind of, I feel like there's another. One. I feel Avengers, like I'm getting into with Avengers. Avengers. That's what I'm feeling about Avengers. Like that, the end of that that you know the new Avengers finale or whatever, and everything stopped. I'm just like I I feel like I want to rest from Avengers for a little bit. Yeah. I feel a little bit like I want to rest from from Bucky. I'm like okay, yeah. and it was really good for a long time. But what are we on five, six years now? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, uh, I thought Powers was naturally over, and you guys yeah. fucking wrote me no. back into that one. But Sorry. 
But it's that been good was, though. It was good. So that, <laughs> that was, yeah. you know, again a natural ending point. I thought, okay, it's been ten years of this. Yeah. Probably time for rest. And a lot of people probably felt that way with Fables. Uh, when the sort of I guess it was in '75 or no? Yeah, when yeah. the story ended. Yeah, yeah the yeah. first that first giant arc ended. Yeah, and, and you could have left then. It it's been it's whatever feels right to you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the answer. So, if you have, feels good. If you have any questions, you can email us at contact@fanboy.com. And normally we take your voicemails, but we're gonna skip them this week because uh, we took the book of the month. So call in, leave a voicemail. One eight 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 fanboys is one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Hey everybody. Well, we forgot to talk about the prize pack. It was hot, we were having fun, we forgot. This week, we're doing a Scott Pilgrim prize pack. So after you go see the movie on Friday, that is, of course, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, come back to iFanboy, check out the prize packs, and maybe you'll win. You'll find out on Sunday's show. Next, next Sunday's show, we're giving away two Scott Pilgrim prize packs. I'll have a t-shirt, I'll have a hat, and have a cell phone skin. There'll be two of those. Details at iFanboy.com. There'll be a red post at the top with the details of that prize pack. And with all of the prize packs, we're going to be doing a bunch in a row... We've got probably two months worth of prize coming at you. You've got to be a member to win it, so become an iFanboy member and you'll be eligible. Go check it out at iFanboy.com. And now, back to the end of the show. And if you need something else to listen to after this podcast, make sure you subscribe to iFanboy Don't Miss. It comes out every Monday where me, Josh, or Chris Neesman uh, talk to a creator about a book that's coming out this week. Um, this week I spoke to Nick Spencer about Morning Glories number one, his new ongoing that's coming out from Image, and um, uh, really great conversation, really interesting, interesting uh, series that you might want to check out if you want to try something different. Got a great so, cover of the first issue. Yeah, the, the art is beautiful. Like, you, you got a really good artist for that. So um, go to iTunes, subscribe in, to iFanboy Don't Miss if you haven't yet, and we know that many of you haven't. So make sure you, it's just 15 minutes. It's perfect. It's the perfect podcast. It's Not better, even. It's better than this one. 15 is as long as it's it average. Though. It's on average. Really? Yeah. Yeah. On average. Just to give I talk to people two, two, three minutes. <laughs> yeah, just a quick book. What is it? All right, great. Thanks. It brings Bye. the average down. Yeah, so. And just to keep your head, heads up, this week, this is going to be a Scott Pilgrim show. Yes, as well. So if you're listening to this early in the week, the day of the movie, Friday, yep. that's when it'll be on our feed. So go check that out if you listen to this before Friday. Absolutely. We saw it already. Yep. <laughs> so did everyone in the fucking free world. I know. So, um, that's, that's an issue. So yeah, so, so look out for iFanboy Don't Miss on Monday. Look out for the Scott Pilgrim on Friday. And that's all at iFanboy.com, which is our wonderful website where you can read Josh's Pick of the Week review of Avengers Prime number two, as well as all the other great articles and posts and things like that that go up throughout the week by all the fantastic writers. Um, so go to iFanboy.com and check it out. You can find all the info about us at iFanboy.com slash about where you can find out where to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all stuff like that. Follow iFanboy at twitter.com slash iFanboy. Every Wednesday we do a video show um, and we are neck deep in the San Diego extravaganza. Last week was part one of San Diego which I've got to admit, you know, yes I was involved in it but this might be our finest hour of San Diego of, of the past five years. I mean it's really good. There's a lot of people on yeah, that show and really more good. coming. Yeah, so part two comes out this Wednesday so definitely check that out um, at Your iFanboy.com. outtake is very funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although you should have taken your shirt off, that would have made it funnier. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's that's. <laughs> they smelled nice. <laughs> All right. That. You can email us at contact at fanboy.com. Leave a voicemail at eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven. If you have any questions, you want to ask something, but just remember, if you want us to play it, other keep people, it short. Other people might want to be able to listen to it. So you know, know what you're gonna say. Keep it short. Thirty forty five seconds. Who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That helps. Let's open with that. Hey, I'm Billy from. Yeah. Pawtuck. Mississippi. Rhode Island, I was going to say. No, it's Pawtucket. Yeah. <laughs> made up a place that sounded a lot like the real place yep. who do not have a farm league yep. of the Red Sox. If you like this rambling nonsense, write a review on iTunes. It really helps. We really appreciate it. It helps people find the show who are searching for shows to listen to. So if you enjoy it, it would help. Have other people enjoy it as well. Do it for Don't Miss. Do it for all the great shows. Do it for Tom vs. the Flash. Do it for 11 O'Clock Comics. 
Uh, did you know? Did you, you know that Connor has a large amount of compressed air that I just noticed? <laughs> she has enough dusting dusting air for some sort of. And so that's, that's what we're gonna do the note that we're done. So, so until like, next week. Thank you. See, we're five minutes under, so you're gonna vamp yeah. for five minutes. Until Wait, next week. Until next week. I'm Ron. Destro. You're Destro. I'm Destro. I'm Snake. Listen, I bought them in bulk. Yeah, you did. They're cheap. I like. I'm Destro. Ron's packing up to leave. We're done. All right. I'm Connor. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm Josh. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Cut me off. I'm so tired of being lonely. I still have some love to give. Won't you show me that you really care? Everybody got somebody.